It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley. This is Cuda Confidential. The official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda. AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Hello, Barracuda fans. Welcome to our unofficial halfway point check-in with Barracuda General Manager Joe Will. Joe, first of all, thank you for the time. We are getting to that point where it is crutch time. We are through, I would say, the dog days, past the all-star festivities here in San Jose, and now it's time to push for a playoff spot. The Barracuda very much still in the race, eight points out of a playoff spot and playing some of their best hockey so far this year. But give us your overarching thoughts of the season to this point. I think it's been a season of different parts. At the beginning of the year, you know, there are some growing pains going in. Uh, we had nine first-year players this year, five second-year players, and uh, – not really any third, fourth, or fifth-year players, and then and then some veteran players that came in as well. So there's some growing pains at the beginning of the year. Good thing that we could see right now is that uh, right in the dog days, as you said, in February, guys showed up very competitive the last 10 games. We were 6-3-1 and one record, really good like playoff-type pace, and uh, you know guys are playing meaningful hockey. They're competing every night and you know showing that they really want to play for something. This is a Barracuda team that's had some ups and downs. They're playing some of their best hockey of the year, but they did have a nine-game losing streak back in January. And John McCarthy said as the the losing streak was near its end that he felt like the team was starting to turn a corner. The results weren't necessarily there, and now we're seeing it. They are picking up wins, playing some of their best hockey in it, hit a 10-game block all season long. What have you noticed uh, about this team and the way the group has continued to try to gel, continued to try to become a more competitive team, and now we're seeing it maybe pay off a little bit with wins. I think there's, you know, as we said, just a, a big learning curve. It's a very tough division as well in the Pacific as we're seeing. And so, you know, big uh, difference between junior hockey and college hockey and then coming in the American League. So all these players in the first year, it takes a while to kind of grow into it. Uh, and, and they did. And we've had some injuries at times that have really challenged our depth, uh, pulled some players up to the Sharks. So on one hand, you know, we're very proud that we can provide the players to go up to the Sharks at that time and, and provide that depth. But on the other hand, it takes a toll on the, uh, on the Barracuda. So we went through a little bit of that. Uh, you know, we're a little bit stronger lineup this year, more, more players back healthy and, and uh, back with Barracuda playing right now and uh, just getting that experience the first half of the year. I think that's just how it's changed. I think Sharks fans pretty aware of what's going on with the organization. A transitional period, a, a rebuild, a, a new regime came in, you know, about a year and a half ago. And I think fans think about the NHL result and, okay, we're going through some growing pains. We're, we're rebuilding this thing. They don't always think about the American Hockey League and how it impacts that as well. So how has the new regime and the new philosophy impacted the AHL product as well? Well, I think it's just a matter of time. You know, it's we're very focused on bringing in young players and draft picks and everything else. But a lot of those players that they come in, they're they're draft picks of the future. They're 18, 19 year old players that aren't even uh, eligible to play in the American League yet. So, so there's a lag time from when we draft them. 
the good thing is that the players that, uh, you know, in last year's draft, last couple of years draft, uh, we had six players uh, play in the world championships, uh, world junior championships this year for the power teams, which is a really good sign for the future. You know, they're best in the world amongst their peers in their, in their various countries. And, but it just takes time for them to get ready to the, uh, play for the Barracuda and then ultimately the Sharks. So it's, you know, we're very bullish on the future. We're very excited to get these players, but again, they're 18 and, and we'll start seeing them with the Barracuda more at 20. Like next year, I think we'll see Bystad and, and, and Furlong and, and a group of players in, in that uh, age group come in. And then, you know, it's still a little bit of time until we see the Musties and Haltonins and Smiths and and Lunds, and there's a number of other, you know, high-end players that we're going to see. It just takes some time. Depending on where you're drafted makes a big difference to the caliber of player, right? But what's a realistic expectation for a player to be drafted and go through that that process where they're playing major junior over in Europe like a Beastead? That process of getting drafted, continuing to develop, and then when we'll see them in the AHL and then ultimately in the NHL. What's a realistic expectations and a, and a time frame for a player? Well, I think time frame is, is generally... The first two years, they go back to their team. They go back to juniors. They go back to uh, college. They go back to uh, Europe and, and play as they should. We'll see them in world uh, world junior championships if they're on the, on the higher end of things. Uh, we'll also see them at development camp. We may see certain ones at training camp, depending on where they're coming from. So as many uh, development touches that we can get to bring them in and, and work with them for a few weeks, we take advantage of that. So that when it does uh, become time to play in the American League, they're they're used to it. And I mean, one of the things we also see time to time is is possibility at the end of the year if the junior season is out or if we've signed a, a new player, they may be able to play at the end of the year with the Barracuda, like Muck Madulon did last year. Looking at this Barracuda team, we've got two more months to go. You are outside of the playoff picture, but the great thing now is in the AHL specific division, you have ten teams. Eight of them make the postseason. The thought behind that is more teams in the playoffs, more opportunity for young players to play in those high-pressure situations. What is your goal, I guess, for this team over the final two months? I think just to play very competitive hockey like now, keep developing, uh, keep getting better, and that's it. And and you know what they're doing right now is is uh, you know it's multi-purpose. Uh, there's certain players that are very close to the National Hockey League, so they're playing to get recalls there. That. They're all playing to to win hockey games. It's a very competitive group that we have really good chemistry and leadership within the locker room. So uh, they're they're trying to do that and provide the depth for the Sharks. So right now it's just to keep the you know keep the foot on the gas, keep playing hockey like we have in the past ten games, and and see what happens. And you know beware of the team that that feels it and they're 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 trying to climb up. They're a little, a little bit of underdog complex right now too, which is good and. Uh, so going into every game and just really appreciating it, uh, appreciating that they can, you know, potential to get two points and jump up the standings a little bit. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. They've, again, last 10 games uh, uh, down to a game have been, all been really competitive and good. So I'm looking forward to that in the future. This level, the AHL, the NHL, highest level of the sport in the world. So players and coaches who get to this level, some of the most competitive people on planet Earth, and everybody wants to win. But the AHL is a weird dynamic because it is really a balance of development and winning hockey games. Now, again, everybody wants to win. And when you don't, aren't winning, it's it's tough to go through. But how do you balance both of those factors? And does one maybe weigh a little bit more than the other? Um, winning hockey is always very, very important to us. So uh, no matter what, uh, you know, we're, we're in it to win games. But there's the realities of the situation. You know, again, uh, experience, uh, 
uh, injuries, guys being recalled, you know, things like that. And like we said, the, the lag period of, of where we're at. And we will see it probably grow year to year with the Barracuda uh, as, as these young players are coming in. But, uh, you know, that's, that's really the trifecta of what we try and do uh, with, uh, with the three elements. Win, develop players, uh, provide depth. Um, and, you know, we're a very inclusive staff. So right now it's, you know, we have 13,000 NHL players uh, games played amongst our scouts, our, our coaches, our management, uh, our development staff, and everybody really has a hand in the Barracuda. So we have everybody here just trying to, to you know, mentor and teach and, and coach these young players and get them better as quick as possible. But, uh, you know, we realize that, that that takes time to do it right. Uh, we're not in a hurry for anything. Uh, we just want to do it right. You mentioned all that experience, the Patty Marlowe's, the Joe Thornton's, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, Mike Greer, the general manager. There's a lot of hockey games combined there at the National Hockey League level. Peel back the curtain, if you will, on the relationship between the Barracuda coaching staff, Jay Mack, his assistants, and all those players that kind of comprise the hockey ops department, the the Joes and the, the Patties and, and so on and so forth. How do those two sides work uh, as a cohesive unit? Works great. I mean, it was the vision of bringing the Barracuda out here in the first place and then being in the same building here. So it's John McCarthy talks to David Quinn all the time. So they're aligned that way. And then, and then like Ryan Warsawski on the staff, he, uh, he was a head coach in the American league. So he, he has, you know, advice on certain things to go there. Uh, you know, Doug Wade was a head coach, uh, of the Islanders. Mike was a coach, uh, with the devils and, uh, Dirk Graham was a head coach. Uh, so we have, you know, the coaches have all kinds of resources uh, to, uh, <clears throat> you know, talk about situations, talk about development. We have uh, development coaches here all the time. Uh, every day, Mike Ricci, Evgeny Nabokov are out on the ice. And then uh, we also have Tommy Wingles. We have uh, Lucas Spiza. We have Todd Marchant. We have Ryan Miller. Uh, we have Patrick Marlowe. We have Joe Thornton. So we have a number of development staff people here. Just depends on the day and the situation. But every day there's multiple, uh, you know, and, uh, people with NHL experience, whether it be coaches or development or players, uh, out there all the day with the players and the strat and the staff. We ride a lot of planes and, and buses together. We're with this team a lot more so than probably our own families. But one thing you notice with this group is there is a camaraderie. These guys like being around each other. The results haven't been there necessarily all year long, but this is a team that really enjoys being around each other. And I think a lot of credit goes to John McCarthy and his staff, the way that they've continued to have a positive attitude, despite sometimes the results not following. What have you thought of John and his staff and the way they've navigated this season? It has not been all sunshines and rainbows, if you will, but the attitude of this team has not wavered, and these guys really enjoy each other. I think a lot of credit goes to John and his staff. Absolutely. I mean, John's, uh, you know, they often say that the team takes on the personality of the coach, and, and John's way is just to be extremely professional and extremely detailed, and that's what he, he, he preaches. And, and we have a team that, that just loves the game of hockey, uh, they're very professional. Uh, they they have some fun whenever they can, uh, but they they do love being around each other. And and a lot of times, you know, at uh, practice is over, and and I'm just shocked they come in. And a couple hours later, there's still guys sitting around eating lunch together and everything else here. And and they love playing for this franchise. They they love the new arena, everything else here. So there there's so many good things going, and the chemistry is really good. With uh, uh, I, I give a lot of credit to. Uh, 
uh, you know, our older veteran players that have come down uh, and Redeem Shimmick now wearing the C has just been awesome. The, it just watch and see how he plays every game. He put you know, heart and soul uh, every game out there and, and there's just so many good mentors. But uh, you know, we're, we're very cognizant of and appreciative of the chemistry that we have here. And it really is just uh, uh, John's way. He's just very even keel. A uh, very good teacher, uh, very good, you know, use of of, of people, and uh, uh, just very fortunate to have them. It'd be very easy for a guy like Radim Shivik to just basically look forward to the summer, look forward to vacation. He's had a, an incredible approach this year, and it's really, I, I think, shown in the room, and, and guys have seen it, and they've taken uh, some of his, his approaches and applied them to themselves. What have you thought uh, of just Simmer's overall approach uh, this year since he joined the Barracuda? He plays in the AHL uh, exactly how he played in the NHL. He never gives up on a play, never, never sits back, you know. And, you know, that's, that's caused him injuries over time, but it's just because he, he lays it all out there in every shift, and he plays the same. And, you know, when you're playing with him, when he sets that example, it, it grows, it's contagious, and others start doing it. And, and that's really what you need to do to play the National Hockey League, to be successful at it. And, and I think our, our players, you can say it all day long, but when they see it, it's much more powerful. We've got the trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. We've seen some smaller trades. You, you traded Nick Chichek to, to the Vancouver Canucks organization. Jack Stendika came the other way. Adam Rasko was a smaller trade back in the early stages of the, of the season. Um, the deadline coming up, I, I know many think that the Sharks will obviously be, be sellers in that situation, but just give us an overarching um, philosophy, if you will, on where you see maybe the organization looking and, and how they utilize the trade deadline for the future? I think it's, you know, just a philosophical thing where we're looking to get better in the future, uh, whether that's draft picks, whether it's uh, prospects or players, uh, you know, of, of age groups to kind of fill in the gap to where maybe we don't have a, as many players in a certain age group. Uh, again, last year was a combination. We got some uh, high picks in the draft and we got some really good players in Mutt and Zetterland and, and such. And so, uh, that's always the goal to kind of get better for the future within there. Not exactly sure where that's going to be. It's a, it's a marketplace. It depends on uh, uh, what's out there, but that's, that's generally the goal. And when that happens, there's some shifting around. And oftentimes that's opportunities for others to jump up in the sharks and, and perhaps uh, take some spots, you know, either by necessity or by merit. And, uh, and for the Barracuda, same thing. It's like just, uh, it's a time of year when th- things shift and, and, uh, you know, other seasons get done, other college junior seasons get done as well. So there's players coming and going. So uh, the roster this time of year, um, there there's some consistency, but uh, often a lot of changes because of uh, players coming up and down and coming in. We'll see what shakes out at the NHL level with the goalie position. But I want to talk quickly about the current situation here in the American League. You've basically had three goalies all season long and, and some inexperience uh, in that room, the most experienced being Etumaka Niemi who has dealt with some injuries, uh, currently is sick right now, should be back. He's day-to-day, so we'll look forward to getting him back. But what have you just thought of uh, the current state of the goalie position with the Barracuda in particular? Well, I think you know we've had, uh, we've had some, some good times and some bad times with, with goaltending this year, and right now it's on an uptick. And, and uh, you know, with uh, Corona and, and uh, Georgie Romanoff, it's you know, they're first-year players. And so it's a, a tale of two seasons. You know, at the beginning of the year, they're just trying to get experience of the uh, American League and, and this time of year you're, you're seeing now they're coming in and winning hockey games and such and and so there is a learning curve with that you have to go through that 
this organization right now is is we need to find some some young goaltenders within here, uh, some you know heir parents that that can rise within the Sharks organization. So as tempting as it is, you know, just to go out and get a quick fix, uh, uh, oftentimes you'll get some players that really aren't you know, uh, for the future, some goaltenders that really aren't as much for the future as for now. And that's a delicate balance we talk about is, is you go out, you grab somebody just for the win now, but you might not be really getting anybody for the future, or you just kind of, you know, kind of suck it up and, and say like, we need to go through this right now. We need to develop a few players and see where that goes. So it, you know, it's just that constant back and forth that, that you have to make at this level, the decisions you make. And, and what we see now is kind of the tale of two seasons. And, and right now we're on a pretty good swing with that. A little bit of, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate times with, uh, with McAniemi with some injuries and, and, and illness and such right now. So we're waiting for him to come back. But he was actually playing very well before, uh, uh, before you know, he uh, got ill a couple of weeks ago here. Yeah, his best game of the year, 37 save shutouts. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get him back and. Hey, you've seen it with the goalie position, and all three goalies have spent some time in the ECHL this year as well. So you've utilized that league opportunity for these guys to play. They're very youthful. How important is it for the goalie position that does take longer than other positions to play games and play games, whether it's at the ECHL level, AHL level, to get those reps, get comfortable at the pro ranks? Oh, it's huge. There's nothing like games and meeting, mean, uh, meaningful practices really to uh, develop them. So we just try and maximize as much as we can. Again, injuries of both the Sharks and the Barracuda have kind of gotten the way at times uh, to where w- when we have three, we can have a rotation and have, uh, you know, send somebody to the ECHL. Uh, when we have injuries, we don't have that luxury, so they're kind of playing here. We do try and rotate them. We try and get them as many games as possible. And and again, they're uh, right now it's it's kind of a competitive situation which is great you know Romanov was playing very well then Krona came back from injury and he went in and he's playing well so we have a little bit of, of a goaltending battle right now which is is good yeah, a nice healthy competition no question about it we'll close out with this one H all-star classic was earlier this month it was in my mind a smashing success it was uh, an incredible two days amazing to host the event it's one of those things that has so much runway leading into it and then once you get through it it, it allows for time to reflect it in you think about how cool it was. Uh, could you have ever imagined an AHL All-Star game being hosted in San Jose when you first started with the Sharks way back in the day? Yeah, absolutely not. And and just going through it, though, and, and the comments that we got from other teams and fans and and uh, uh, everybody that was in this building, they were just they were so shocked uh, you know, coming out here, how, how nice everything is and how great the crowd was and how great the arena is and everything else. And and just so proud of uh, uh, of this facility and this organization uh, with where we've come with everything. And uh, I think with what our fans know about this place, uh, it used to kind of be a little uh, secret that they had. Uh, you know, North America got to see it in the, in the All-Star game, and we're very proud of that. And Shaq had that perfect Hollywood ending, showing up well, late in the skills competition, scored a goal in the breakaway challenge as well. Joe, this was great. I think fans will really enjoy this. This is kind of a halfway point of the season check-in. Uh, thanks for all the info. Thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Tony. A sincere thank you to Barracuda General Manager Joe Will. That'll do it for this special edition of CUDA Confidential. For more great Barracuda audio content, go to sjbarracuda.com slash confidential, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening.
This has been a presentation of San Jose Barracuda Hockey.